Today on Sidekick Success, we are going to be talking to you guys about three ways to make marketing videos that don't suck. We are always looking for ways that we can increase our content, and we have the master, Bronson Co. here. If you haven't seen Co. Martial Arts, it's a great opportunity to check out what content and action is. So today, we tell a story, we talk about the length, it does matter, and not to be boring. All right, guys. So today we're going to be discussing some of the best strategies to be able to market your club, your school, and to also reach your potential customers. These tips are going to help you ensure that your videos propel your social media to brand new heights, things that you haven't even thought possible. And also to get a couple of our favorite tips to create compelling content that is actionable. Does that sound about right? That sounds right on point. Prior to this, we were, we were having some great conversation about my particular school. As you guys know, I just recently had rebranded and, and spending um, an inordinate amount of time trying to actually design the interior of my space for the first two years. And, and so it'll be good for me to get some of this content to conversation back out in front of everybody. Uh, so, yes, that did take you a long time. Uh, and the second thing is I think we all can learn from uh seth in regards <laughs> of sometimes you just got to pull the trigger and go with it because it's never going to be perfect but getting on to the episode videos so first off we all have to understand that videos are everything right now uh they triumph pictures they triumph uh blog posts they triumph uh seo if you're still trying to do that with your websites so videos are the way to go, and especially on social media, you're going to get a lot more engagement, and especially when you do it correctly. So I think if you are focusing on video, then you're going to have a clear advantage over your competitors because most people are not doing them. And if they are doing them, they suck. So let's talk about for a, a lot of club owners out there who are doing some sort of um, – let's call it old school marketing. Let's talk about some of the things that didn't used to work prior to getting into this. So like you mentioned, photos, that we used to take a lot of photos, put it on there. Why is that not as good as the, the video? So I think photos definitely, definitely have their place. We still do tons of photos, especially for our belt testings, any events that we have, because then uh, the people that are in them can get tagged and then their friends see them and then et cetera, et cetera. But with video, you get this thing where you get engagement. And with engagement, then you have the possibility of creating emotion. So yes, you can get emotion from a photo, but I don't think it's even compared to when you're telling a story through video. Okay, and we're talking specifically in that case about something like a Facebook. Uh, also in the past, we would send home tons of flyers to the, the kids. Better or worse, video better or worse than that? Uh, so I think flyers definitely still has a place, especially when you're just trying to get uh, straight to the point when you're uh, promoting your events, doing your belt testing, et cetera, et cetera. And even though I cannot stand paper, I hate paper with a passion, uh, but it's still valid and something that we need to continue to do because it's simple and straight to the point and you don't have to overthink it. Okay. So what we're talking about then is videos the number one most important thing, but a combination of those is what really kind of creates that stick in your mind mentality. Now, right. how about another one? 
old school uh, value mail or mailers that you can buy with a coupon pack of a thousand. Right. That used to work. Do, do you still do that? No, I don't. You, you tiptoed into that. Like, you still do that. I don't do that. Just admit. Yeah. You have your um, ninja, three ninjas on the value pack and you're handing it out to all your neighborhoods. Right. No, uh, I definitely think that Okay, let, let's 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 define what we're talking about. So you, what you're talking about before, I was referring to internal marketing. Yep. So external and internal marketing is de- definitely very different in regards of video. So yes, you can use video for internal marketing, but I think you can also uh, get the point across with doing flyers, doing more one-on-one talking with people and spreading the message. But with external marketing, I think it's extremely powerful especially on or especially on facebook instagram any of the social media giants okay so break that back down pictures more of an internal marketing type of an approach because the people creating the um tags and whatnot there i think it's good for external but it could be both okay video is the number one for external marketing to share a emotion and also to create internal engagement because people are sharing liking etc and creating that kind of uh connectivity to the brand Right. Okay. And then the rest of those kinds of things, the flyers, the take homes, that's really all internal marketing. That's not something that we're really doing to try to generate outside. Um, you know, you're not leaving flyers on people's windshields. You're not doing those kinds of things. (laughs) Some people are I'm throwing out there some of the ideas and then the value mailers and things like that aren't the best way to create engagement. We're saying that this social media and video is one of the better ways to be able to create these things. I think those, uh, the flyer and, I don't even know if that if that still works. I honestly don't have the data to back that up. But if you're doing things like value pack and doing those coupon things, I think it's definitely uh, worthwhile for convenience businesses. Mm-hmm. So um, just like one time cleaners, right? One time purchases sure. type of thing, uh, which we are not in. We're more of a destination business where people will continue to come back and come back and come back, and it's more of a relationship um, establishing the relationship and uh doing it long term rather than just short term you know come and buy something and leave so bottom line is if you're still doing some of that other kind of marketing that's out there shifting your focus to videos will be a great investment for you guys so let's talk about our our first topic here is in videos uh, i feel very strongly that you need to be telling a story Uh, i think that everything that you need to do revolves around trying to make the uh, student uh, a hero trying to make that person a star of their own and that we're here to kind of guide those people but most importantly we're trying to help to establish some sort of a connection between the people that are watching the video so that they can see that video in themselves or in their child or uh, some similar relationship like that what are are your thoughts there Uh, i think that's absolutely correct i think uh, it's important that first we establish the audience or the desired audience and, and this is yeah we've talked about that a bunch right. of times the desired audience is like one who, of the most like, critical things it's like who are you who are you wanting to show this to uh and i and we just talked about uh, even on facebook we see a lot of businesses of all kinds just sharing internal things so uh don't forget guys we have a belt testing on saturday and they're putting on their public facebook page what, why, why are you doing that? Like what? So your leads, do you think they care when your belt testing is? Are you expecting them to come and watch? Uh, good luck with that because that's not going to happen because it doesn't uh, involve them. So we just have to understand what are the purposes of our social media accounts and the different 
attributes with each one of them. So our public business page, we should not be uh, posting things that aren't relevant to the general public. New clients, basically. Right. right. It's like it should be all for external marketing for new clients, getting leads, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you do want to do the internal communications, create a private group page and then do a parent page and then you can share whatever you want on that. Um, it's almost like a just a private group chat with all of your parents, which I think is extremely powerful. Uh, and then for other things like, like Twitter, which I don't know if that's even something that's going to work for our line of business. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it would, but I guess it could, especially if you're in your, if you're in a more densely populated area, populated Twitter area. seems like it's more of a, a personal branding type of yeah, approach and that's, than anything. You're right on that. Uh, Instagram, I think it's definitely building. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see more and more of my Facebook friends who are adults joining Instagram because they're like, oh, wait a minute. I think this is something that I need to get on, right. which I started doing that as well. Real Bronson Co. on is my handle. So if you want to, uh, yeah. By the way, Bronson Co. was already taken, taken, and he hasn't been on in like five years. So if you know him, tell him to like cancel his account so I can have my name back. I have an Instagram. Do yeah. you know what it is? I think it's Mr. Seth Wilson. I wow, that's surprising. <laughs> that's like everything: <laughs> Gmail and Yahoo and. Oh great! Just give it all out. Now. Right. Contact me at will. So, um, uh, but Instagram, I think, is definitely uh, making its charge. But just going back to the video, it's just, it comes down to your audience. What are you trying to accomplish? What is the objective of this video? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And keeping it simple, keeping it short. We always say no more than 90 seconds. Honestly, shorter the better. Instagram's limit is 60 seconds, if that t shows you anything. Uh, there's stories, I think they're 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. So Instagram stories. So it all comes down to what are you trying to accomplish? And who are you trying to show it to? The second step out of that, obviously, is once you've established who you're trying to show it to, and like we said, trying to show something from within your business, how that is modeled for the potential client, then you also want to be able to somehow suggest how that service is going to meet the need for the individual that you're trying to reach. Yeah. And so, it, yeah, it's just identify the problem and uh, position yourself as the guide and then show your uh, viewers, how are you going to solve it? Right. That, and that, that seems like it so makes simple. so much sense. Yeah, it's so easy, <laughs> but, right? But the nitty gritty is when it comes out, uh, looking good or looking very amateurish. And I think one of my, one of my biggest hesitations with those things is that there's, there seems like there needs to be a mix. So there's some things in there that are just kind of exciting highlights. And then there are some other things in there that are really deeper content because yep. you're trying to reach all right. spectrums of that. Am I right? Yeah, just having a good variety, I think it's important. Right. And see, here's the thing is, I'm the last person I would consider as an expert at this stuff. Very uh, true, very true. <laughs> but it's it's just it's just something you have to keep learning and involving with. And honestly, the consistent, consistency part is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Because you can make a video and... It turns out great. You get response and then you wake up the next day and you go, and you go well, I have to make another one now. <laughs> right. And then sometimes just like writing books and doing whatever else that's creative painting, then you make one, uh, you know, piece that's really amazing. And then the next day you're like, I have Terrible. no idea what I'm doing now. Like, yeah, I don't absolutely. know what to do next. So all of that makes great sense. I think as we go through and we start to make all of those videos, you're going to have those ups and downs. I think uh, a key here for people to remember is that if you're always putting out that Facebook live video of you in class, and that's the only thing that you're posting, sure. 
it's probably not getting you the results that you're looking for because it's not telling the message unless your class is just so structured that it is always on point. Odds are what you're showing people isn't necessarily getting what you're wanting. The desired outcome isn't going to be there. So the last thing that I think of in regards to telling a story is to make sure that the person watching the video can see how the service provides the benefit. So in your case, you do a lot of great videos that are talking about the students that you, you, you reach out to. And then obviously it's just so clear and crisp that a parent can watch that video and say, I see my child in that place. Right. And that's, that is the key is that the person who's watching it, and this is not just for advertising, but also for movies you can identify with mm -hmm. and you can kind of root for and cheer on because mm -hmm. then you have that connection because you know how it is with building rapport. It's all about finding something that you both have uh, common. commonality with. Yeah. So uh, that, that also applies to your marketing videos. So positioning that character and uh, showing it to the people who can connect with that character. So, for example, if you are trying to reach the, I don't know, six to nine year old market, mm -hmm. then you would try to make sure that you have a seven year old in there right. <laughs> who, who's shy or something. And then, uh, you show the, the guide as yourself and then you go through the transformation process. And at the end, then they're transformed. Right. So then somebody else who has a seven year old and they're out for the same benefit or they're looking for the same benefit. They watch it like, Oh, that's what they do. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Right. Sure. And I think that goes right back hand in hand with some of the things that we've talked about before with website design and how um, generic stock photos of martial artists don't sell your product. It's right. just so bland and so boring. And, and using your own students in there in the marketing is, is key. And something that comes to mind right now, and, and by no means do I ever think that anybody's doing it necessarily wrong, but we, we probably tend to shy away from showing our own because we don't like what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I would rather use the stock one because then people will come in and we can sell them when they walk in the door, but I don't want to show them what we actually do because they might not come in if I show them myself. And if, <laughs> that, if that's ever the line of thought, then you've got more problems that's, than worrying about the video. That's called um, very, very short-term thinking. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of the underlying theme I think with what we are trying to share with our audience is be genuine, be authentic. Don't try to take shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Don't try to show people something that you're not. Mm -hmm. Don't try to, you know, take the pictures with of your facility when all the clean. you know dirt yeah. is on the left side and you're taking picture of the right side. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. be transparent. And it's funny because I think businesses are, are finally evolving to this. Mm-hmm. And they, it's like, oh, it's a new way. And I'm like, no, good it's called being service. a good person, you jerk. Right. Like, be a good person. Like, why is that a new thing? You know, don't it, lie to people. Don't cheat people. Why is that like a, so oh my gosh, we're having a revelation Re in the business. Revolutionary concept. Yeah, that's why, yeah. like Amazon, for example. Right. Oh my gosh, what great customer service. Gosh. So I've had multiple times because i'm a addict with amazon maybe not addict i just replace everything else with amazon yes he is uh no but i've had multiple times where i'll get something and it's damaged just a little bit right like for example i i get my energy drinks from amazon one can was busted. Zivia, brought to you by right <laughs> so one can was busted right yep and i messaged them and this is a quick process <clears throat> 
and they're like, oh, can we overnight you a pack and keep the one, like yeah. keep your pack and we'll overnight you a replacement. Oh my God. Think about how much money they're going to lose on that. Right. But they don't care because they want you to have an exceptional experience so then you keep coming back and guess what? I do. Yeah. And that's, I'm telling you about it on video. So that's going to see it. Right. And yeah. what do you call that? It's um, if, social credit. If you're not using Amazon, then you are totally stuck in the dark ages because that is the, one of the best resources ever. Time saver. Saying, oh my gosh. Time saver. And if Amazon Prime and you get it like tomorrow, how right. is that even a thing? I hate... Um, I refuse to go to brick and mortar stores right. unless I absolutely have to, like I need it now. Meanwhile, for our other listeners out there, if you are from Best Buy or Toys R Us, any of these companies that are struggling, that guy is the reason <laughs> I'm why. the reason. <laughs> but here's the thing. Best Buy is, is adapting. Right. They are actually doing a really good yeah, job. I think yeah. they're doing good. Uh, it's called adapt or die. You know, right. that's a pretty simple thing. You know, it's... Oh, I'm, you know, the, the times are so bad now and it sucks because I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. That's called evolving. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tangent done. All right, guys. So yeah. bottom line is we get into that kind of thing. If you are thinking about your videos and saying, you know, I've got to clean up everything and make it look nice, then perhaps that goes back to some of the conversations we've had in previous videos that say, take time making your business what you want it to be so that at any moment you can be able to just take that photo and post it right away. Then that means your business is just operating the way that you want it to be operating. And the same thing with us being able to, uh, make a Facebook live video. And you're saying, well, I, I can't do that because I just don't like the way the classes are going. Okay. Well then maybe you should make your classes go the way you want them to go all the time with a little bit of pre-planning, yeah. a little bit of structure. You can't uh, answer the phone because you don't know what to say. Well, we need a, a little bit, you know, all of those things play into this telling a story, making sure that the, the videos that you're making just really show who you are. And if you don't like what the video shows, then that's where it shows you need to do a little work in the business. It's funny you mentioned that because, uh, I've just started trying to do more, uh, or started doing vlogs. You're right. Right. And I've done three episodes and now I'm a little behind, but it's funny you mentioned that because now I'll look back at footage and it's almost like I'm getting feedback on how I'm living my life. Right. So you're like, and so oh, let me finish that. So you're like, okay, I'm boring. So I needed to like do more exciting things. And the second thing is like, if I'm only in my, on my computer all day long, like, should I be doing that? Like, isn't there something else exciting I can be doing? Cause I need to do it. So I look more exciting on camera, <laughs> but it's like, it's, but it's like a, it's a good balance. Right. So honestly, and you right. call you know what that's called? So it's a learning, this is called the learning loop where you do something, you get feedback and then you change it. And then you get feedback again until you get to the point where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's extremely important. So if we're talking about video, something that I do with, we do with all of our clients is we make them. Yeah, we force them to video their classes. Mm -hmm. And what do you always get initially? Initially, Oh, I don't uh, want to do that yeah. because I'm going to be nervous. And actually, I do this a lot with my staff. And they, uh, they say they get nervous. And I just go, well, you're fired. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I say, you know, why? I ask them, why are you nervous? Because this little black thing, uh, this little black box with the you know little lens in the front of it, is in front of you what like what about that is making you nervous right and they say well now there's a chance that you're going to tell me that i'm doing something wrong and then i'll say well you're saying that you don't want to get better right because that's the only way you get better is when you get feedback and then you change and then you do something different and then you evolve and improve and that's about changing your mindset a little bit and i've had this conversation before with with people about 
if you get the, the feedback and it's got room for growth, that's ultimately what people are after, but it's about the way they frame it. So for example, you want to be the best version of you that you can be. Right. But when I tell you, you could get out there and stay away from your desk for a couple hours and have some fun, you get offended. But ultimately you actually did want to hear that because that's what makes you a better person, sure. better balanced or whatever. So we have to get over that initial kind of, um, prideful feeling, I think. And it can be difficult, but getting in front of a camera is definitely something that takes some time. But the second part of being able to video your, your staff is not so that I can critique you because I could critique you without watching a video. Um, the videos for you and us to be able to be able to come eye to eye on what we're seeing at right. the same time, not right. the, not just for you to watch it or for me to watch it and for us to create highlight videos of how good things are, then it's the opportunity right. for us to be able to you, grow. You, 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 you don't improve anything when you are tell you're, when you're told, uh, about the good things you're doing. Right. Yes. Maybe you gain some confidence, confidence yeah. but other than that, you're not, we're going to really get better. You make bigger strides when you are, told the things that you need to fix. Sure. And I'm, I know I'm that way. If somebody gives me a thing to do, I'm, I'm all about doing it, you know, so it's, it's good that way. All right. So during our, our conversation about the specifics on videos, we mentioned, uh, Instagram as having a 60 second, um, time limit. And we mentioned on Facebook, obviously keeping to a, a kind of a specific target in regards to making videos of certain lengths. Go back over that with me real quick. I, I, I said length matters. If videos are too long, people are not watching them. And I think the biggest engagement that you get is on the shortest videos, but you can't get your message across. So tell me about your thoughts on the balance between the shorter videos that give us the opportunity to uh, catch somebody's attention and the longer videos that share the message. So I think it all comes down to context. Um, so hold on one second. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, sorry, we're having a little technical difficulties behind the camera. But uh, going back, so anyways, going back to the length of the video, and it all comes down to the context. So in general, YouTube is all about longer videos, mm -hmm. okay? Facebook is going to be both shorter and, but you actually have a cap, it's 45 minutes. Oh wow. You can't upload anything more than 45 minutes. Okay. For now. And then Instagram is obviously little bites. So for example, the plan with our podcasts are going to be put the long full version on YouTube. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we can also do it on, on Facebook cause we're less than 45 minutes, but then we will cut out different pieces snippets. of yeah snippets that will go on to uh, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And even you can even start putting that stuff on Snapchat, which I just, I can't get into anyways. Uh, it just depends on what you're trying to talk about. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're doing an educational video, yes, you can make it longer because you are trying to help that person gain a skill or right. improve something. Okay. But if it's more of a motivational, um, like just advertising focused, then the shorter, the better mm -hmm. because people already know that they're trying to get sold to. Okay. And it's, it's, it's almost sad because our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> like, like watch this, like five years from now, it's going to be like a flash, right? It's just going to be like one frame as the, 
Right. It's going to be one frame you go, oh, yeah, I saw that. Just because we're so conditioned to such a short amount of, of time that we're, yeah, we're, we're wanting to see it. Uh, but, yeah, it just, it just depends on what you're, what you're doing and the context and where, where you're putting it. So you mentioned educational videos, and this goes maybe I, – I see a lot of martial arts instructors that tend to put videos of themselves doing their forms or having a student demonstrate a form or that kind of thing. Uh, and I, I kind of view it a lot of times just me personally as an educational video as they're trying to demonstrate that for people to watch so their students can pick up what they're showing. Um, that, that, that's one of those kinds of videos that you'd say would go in the group, not sure. on your page. Yeah. Is that right? So uh, okay, let's say you're doing a video of a form. So then the, what I what I see this as, well, what are you going to lose if you put it somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So, for example, we have tons of videos now on our YouTube page for Coma, and it's a lot of, our, honestly, it's our entire curriculum we put on there. Mm-hmm. So then my thought process was, well, what am I going to lose? And this is that old school way of thinking, well, uh, all my competitors are going to see like the secrets that we're doing on all the little like little ways that we're doing our forms that make us make us different. Uh, newsflash: the way we do our forms does not make us who we are. It's called having the right people and being able to teach well. We always talk about secret roundhouse right. kicks. Right, but as then coaches. I said, well, what if what if a exactly <laughs> what if a prospect goes across our YouTube page or they're researching us and then they see all these professionally done videos and then they see like these these uh, uh, students of ours or instructors doing it really well, mm-hmm. then that makes us look legitimate. So go back to your comment from earlier. It said, who is your target audience? So if you did have an instructional style video, what is your target audience for that instructional style video? Instructional style video would be, um, honestly, if we're talking about prospects, there'll be somebody who's already done martial arts. They already have a background. So then they're just making sure that you're legitimate. So there's one. The other one would be uh, other like internal, right? Your students. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of mentioning the idea of where would you put that video. And right. so as we're talking to people about trying to put content out on their pages, one of the easiest things for us to do is videotape ourselves doing something, right? And I right. think that most most of the time, I feel like those videos aren't relevant to the potential customers. No, at all. But the majority of what I've seen, yeah. they're not. They're, Absolutely. They're, they're completely off mark. And I think that is right on point is we just have to understand. And I can't keep saying this over and over again. Like to who are you trying to show this to? Right. And it just like humanized the way you're thinking about this. I think, I think that that's, you know, in, in conversations, you and I have said that some of these companies that provide curriculums for people or, or companies that provide this one-stop shop for, for things kinds of jades, your thinking that I'm putting out this content and that's what I need to do. And it, it is something that you need to do, but we're missing something that's so critical about actually expanding upon the purpose and the needs and the, and the wants of the customers that we're just putting out content about martial artists and we're trying to find this one-stop fits all kinds of mentality to build my business and it doesn't work that way. And so, I mean, what take it, taking a break away from just the conversation on videos, where does somebody get knowledge on building up that? I don't know if you call it a marketing calendar for a small club like that, right? YouTube. So it's out there. YouTube, like literally everything is on YouTube, YouTube now, which is why Google is, 
obsolete. Like, not, no, they own YouTube. Yeah, but that's what the video process is making Googling just obsolete. You just go straight to YouTube. Correct. Yeah. Yes. But uh, there's so much content out there that it's minimizing and shrinking the excuses out there of why you don't know how to do what you're, what you're wanting to do. And I'm glad you brought this up because this is actually something I just briefly talked to my staff about this this morning was, you know, that old fashioned saying, you get what you put in, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you get what you put in. So if you are trying an all in one approach on your marketing and doing what everybody else is doing, which is what copying blog posts, links and putting on their, their, uh, business page and expecting engagement, then good luck because people are going to see it. Like I said before, humanize the way you're thinking about this. Mm. Like if I said, here, read this blog post, you'd be like, okay. And then you never when read I it. Time. But if I send you this video, that's funny. Then it's only, like, it's only like 60 seconds, 30 seconds long. You'll watch it. Sure. How is that any different? Yeah. It's not any different. I, I kind of, the way you put that made me think of the people that hand out the church flyers. Yeah. And you're like, here, take the flyer. Yeah. It's I like, always say I'll share with my wife yeah. and I never look at it. If, of course. It's like, why are you getting, why, why are you, why are me you, that? why are you putting it out there? All right. So last thing on our agenda today, and then I got a couple of examples I want to run by you was don't be boring. Try to be yourself. This goes back to being authentic and transparent and just natural. So for example, we're recording this now. Our, uh, we have a little iPad that we check our time on and like we're going, oh, you know, the iPad's turning off or whatever. And for the record, I didn't actually care. Yeah, yeah I could see. I could see you getting flustered. Flustered. Yeah, you were. Because we're trying to put on a professional image, but uh, people don't care about that. I think people are more gravitating towards being you, like be real, sh like don't try to be so cut and dry and professional about everything. Like just be yourself. Right. And people understand we're everybody's human and we make mistakes and crap happens. And, and that, I think people like more of the realistic approach to things. Right. Isn't that funny? And I would take this from, this is probably hilarious coming from me, but from a relationship building approach, if you're trying to go out and you're trying to meet somebody and what do they say? Just be yourself. Go up and just right. say, hi, I'm so-and-so yep. and I just, you know, what's your name? And you're, you're authentic and real and you have better chances of trying to create that connection than if you try to be, you know, something that you're not because it's, you can see right through it. You can it. feel it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but you can feel fake. it on social media. You can the feel it on video. Thing. You're right. trying to build a relationship. This is like the courting process that as you're doing it and the more real you are, it's there. And if you're, again, I just got to say is if you're watching your own videos and you're thinking about how you don't like the way you look or the way that you, Change it. Change it. Change it. Change it. So uh, I, I I just have to throw in there. For me, the only like I can take decent photos. I know how to work a camera that is not um, an iPhone, mm -hmm. like a DSLR. And here's the thing: I learned how to all. I know I learned how to all, do all these things without paying a dime to these Udemy courses or anything else that are out there because. There's something called YouTube. Sure. <laughs> I learned almost all of my skills from YouTube, but here's the thing. It took a lot of time and energy and effort, mm -hmm. but it goes back to what I said earlier. You get what you put in. Don't expect these amazing results if A, you're not willing to pay for it, mm -hmm. or B, you're not willing to put the time and effort. Right. And I think that seems like most likely there are a lot of individuals out there that are worried that the... ROI on the investment, whether time or money 
isn't going to be worth it. And I think that almost in every case, because heaven forbid it cuts into the Netflix time. Yeah. Cause that's important. Right. Got to watch those. That's those, a Gary. Uh, what's the new, Gary what's, the, what's the show that's out right now? Everybody's talking about game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I, I watch Frasier. Yeah. Every still? night. Still, I think, I think it's like 10 years running, fifth, ladies and gentlemen, 10 years fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> watching the entire series but the reason i watch it because it helps me wind down mm-hmm. and take my mind off work which only happens like 20 minutes he's got exactly he's got, got the this little much snippet time. uh but anyways yeah it just comes down to that and you know you either accept it or not but it's law it's like gravity it's the way it works right it, yeah so i got a an example i was kind of you know, doing a little bit of work, getting ready for this particular podcast. And I, I came up with a general context or a framework for how Nike creates a lot of their, um, advertisements. They're short to the point, but they all kind of go through the same arc of a story. And the first part was, uh, the athlete waking up early in the morning, the sun is rising and you see them jogging down the road or, or something along those lines. Then you, you, they pan into the hard work and the athlete that's in the zone, the race is happening, whatever they were preparing for is going on now. Then they, they get to a spot where they're tired, they're keeled over, they're breathing hard, the sweat's dropping off their face. They could turn around and walk away or who knows? Then the next step after that becomes a little bit of a rededication where they start to, you know, say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then finally it's the shot of them on the podium or them at the finish line or whatever. And that is the, the victory. And so you've got that whole approach to the story that is constantly going on. And it kind of relates back to for Nike, it's kind of an everyman approach. And I was, I was watching a I believe it was sort of like a TED talk, but it was, it wasn't a TED talk, but talking about raise your hand. If you think that you're a boring person and people are like, no, raise your hand. If you're fat, lazy slob, <laughs> no, but in essence, it's like a Nike approach that they're saying, this is for everyone, no matter who you are. And the guy that was talking was talking about the, the heavyweight guy on the golf course, wearing proudly his Nike that you know, hasn't seen his toes in years, but he relates to what Nike is, but it also relates to the marathon winner and the NBA player in all walks of life. But the story is all the same. And so for whatever reason, that heavyweight on the golf course is looking at that Nike video and thinking that's me. Yeah, you're right. They actually, they have PGA players now that they sponsor who are not skinny. Yeah. They're not fit. They're not in shape. So it's, you know, that's, um, that's a very interesting point because if you look at other brands and they're very, very specific on who they're trying to go after, but maybe that shows you why Nike is so big. Right. And you can also apply this to Apple. Right. Apple's probably a little bit more specific because they they stick to what they are 100%. Now, Nike does as well, but it's all based around the athleticism and the family, but it's it's got more components, I feel. I feel like Apple seems like it is that middle group. They, they, it's kind of a um, college age to thirties kind of right. a there, right? But everybody else gravitates I've towards seen, it. You know, I've seen uh, sixty-year-olds wearing Tiger sure. Woods shirts. Yeah, which the mic. Yeah, the whole that looks a little funny, but yeah, whatever. It's interesting. So whatever floats your boat. With with that, obviously the athletic approach. I think that the videos that people need to be able to show sort of have that 
same kind of a guideline to it. So for, for us creating something for our martial arts school year, you mentioned seven-year-olds earlier. So it starts off with the wobbly little seven-year-old who has no idea what they're doing. It mm-hmm. moves to a spot where they're doing work. Then you pan to the parent who's saying, you know, not every day is easy. They come to class crying and, yep. and you see the tears streaming down their faces, but then you see them back at it again. And then you see them getting their next belt. And now all of a sudden you've gone through that sort of a, right. that storyline that kind of creates something that parents can resonate with. They, they know that there's going to be difficulty, but somehow it's always a shock. It always seems like the parents are like, well, we just didn't know that they weren't going to want to come. What? Right. Strap right. them to the treadmill and let me know when they decide they want to get off. Sure. You know, and then that's kind of a deal. So there, and there you play that however you want, but trying to create some sort of a story arc for what you're saying is, is walking yourself through that brand. And I think that that's a, a powerful exercise that people could go through. Yep. I so agree. one of the, one of the best books that I've read that goes over this is story brand by Donald Miller. I throw yes. that back out there yes. again. It's a phenomenal resource as it really dives into um, talking about how do you, uh, help your hero. How do you, how do you become the guide for your customers? Mm -hmm. And if, if you're a small club and you're interested in trying to tell a better story, then that's a great resource for you. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for this week. Episode 26. Uh, again, the three tips to create marketing videos that don't suck and that'll be uh, right coming at you. So it's good for you. So I wanted to, before we end, just say shout out to our sponsor, uh, best martial arts, uh, AKA Mudo USA, AKA Mudo, Mudo, Mudo USA, mm-hmm. Mudo USA, AKA uh, James Kim, which uh, he's probably going to hate me because then everybody's going to start messaging him because I know he loves that. <laughs> but uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the next episode.